Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Happy 2019 from the den. It may be a new year, but you are still listening to the best in the world, The Howl. We would like to welcome you if this is your first time or if you're a regular listener to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhymesayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1973. Welcome back to The Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Uh, in honor of the great Kobe Bryant, uh, for our 2K All Day segment here, Rob, we're going to do something um, you know, kind of similar to what we've done in the past, but with a little bit of a twist. So what we're doing is we're taking the current Wolves roster, and we're going to put Kobe Bryant on it. But not just any Kobe Bryant. We're going to put rookie Kobe on there and see how he does on this current Wolves team, up-to-date, Alan Crabb, no Jeff Teague, you name it. It's fully up-to-date rosters just to see just how good Kobe Bryant is, if he could rescue this, this Timberwolves franchise and lead us to the promised land. Uh, so, Rob, let's go over our roster real quick here, uh, if you don't mind. And yeah, so, so we can kind of go through what, what this team would look like. Uh, what I wanted to do was set it up like, for this coming off season, almost like if we were adding him to what could be, but uh, there's not really a good way to do that. So we just set him up with the current roster. So you're talking uh, Napier and McLaughlin as your guards or your point guards. You then have uh, Wiggins, Kobe Bryant, Josh Akogi, Alan Crabb, and Jalen Noel are the guys listed at shooting guard, although obviously a lot of those players can play multiple positions. And then at small forward, you have Covington, Lehman, Culver, and Keelan Martin. Power forwards, Noel Vonley and Katie Bates-Diop. And then centers, Carl Towns, Gorgie Jang, Jordan Bell, and Nas Reed. So that's what we're sitting with uh, so far. Uh, throughout this segment, too, while we're waiting for some of the stuff to go through, we'll also kind of touch on um, maybe personal stories that we have about Kobe Bryant. Otherwise, uh, we have a number of stories uh, that people have touched on. You can see on, like, Twitter or within articles. Uh, so there's a lot to touch on. 
uh, as far as Kobe is concerned. So we'll start off with jumping into uh, the uh, just trying to simulate ahead basically to the trade deadline, although uh, tradings are, trades are on, so uh, that's something that could pop up. And uh, all the injuries are turned off. So that's the other thing to keep in mind when we're going through uh, kind of how this works. So what about you, uh, Kevin? Do you have any uh, kind of personal um, uh, stories, that, things you remember about Kobe or anything you want to share? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the big thing with Kobe, I think, for me was, I mean, A, from a Wolves standpoint, when you look at the Wolves in the early, uh, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, especially when we made our run, when we had Cassell, when we had Sprewell and KG, uh, I mean, those Wolves teams always seemed to run into the Lakers. And it was it was Kobe and it was Shaq. And I think Shaq was the one that kind of stood out to me a little bit more at that time just because of the whole hack-a-shack thing. Yep. But Kobe was always somebody that you you noticed on the court at any point in time. Um, and, and Kobe, I think, inspired a generation, my generation. I mean, I'm, I'm 29. When you look at it, I mean, Kobe was the guy that, when I first started watching basketball, it was always Kobe highlights. And I think he inspired a generation to play basketball. And, you know, there's a reason that when people, you know, shoot something into the trash can, they yell Kobe. Yep. They don't yell anybody else's name. Uh, he, you know, you hear all the stories about how fierce of a competitor he was uh, back even in his high school days. And there's, there's nobody that's ever going to be like Kobe. And it's, you know, I, I told you yesterday, Rob, when I found out, I mean, I'm, uh, my heart was broken, absolutely broken. Um, I'm always going to remember just how much of a dynasty that team was uh, and how much of a, a you know, a, a legend he is and will, will always be. And uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, anybody else will. I'm guessing they will, but props to the Mavericks uh, for coming out and saying that nobody will yeah. ever wear 24. Mark Cuban. I like that. Uh, I don't know if you did. You see Mark Cuban's tweets uh, yeah, last night at all? I, I remember him a little bit. Why don't you go over what he said? Yeah, Mark Cuban. Uh, you know, before and this was even before the official statement that twenty four will never be uh, will never be worn again by anybody else. Uh, so first he said, uh, you know, may your memory be a blessing. Uh, we can never forget how precious life is, how those who are special to you, and never let them forget how deeply you love them. And then he came out and said to all of my friends, thank you. Each of you have shared part of yourself with me and made my life better. I've tried to do the same. If you were here, I would hug you just like I hugged my family. So uh, really going into um, what I think a lot of the sentiment was, was that we, we don't know how much time we have left. So put everything aside and just enjoy each other and, and love each other. Um, and then he issued the statement saying that uh, the organization has decided that the number 24 will never be worn again by a Dallas Maverick. And it seems like there's pretty good sentiment across the league that uh, uh, Kobe's number may be retired league-wide. I mean, it should be. I, I mean, I, I think it makes sense to do it. It's, it's, it's di you know, things would be different, obviously, if let's say, let's say he had, um, you know, he's retired and he lived, you know, like like most people, a lot longer than obviously he ended up living. You know, maybe things are different there, but just the tragedy of it all, everything he meant to not just the league, but the sport of basketball in general. Yep. I just think if you're going to honor somebody, this is the way to do it. Absolutely. And there's really, I, in all honesty, I don't think there's anybody else in the league that I'd, I'd do it for. I mean, maybe MJ, but... When you look at it from an overall standpoint, and I'm not trying to say that MJ is better than Kobe, Kobe's better than MJ, what have you, but Kobe's impact on the game as a whole, not just the NBA, but from a global standpoint, from an Olympic standpoint, as just an overall ambassador to the game, I think Kobe is the only one who deserves this kind of sentiment. Well, I don't know. That's a, that's a different argument, I think, just because the the impact that Jordan had on the game is I don't think anyone could ever, you know, not you don't want to take anything away from either of those players. But no, I think so. That's that's it's a tough. The whole thing is is very tough. I know there's a lot of guys that wouldn't be the players they are today without Kobe, um, but the same could be said for other players. But the other the other thing I want to touch on too, just in regards to the not only just retiring the number twenty four, 
But I saw someone point out, why not make Kobe's? Why not make Kobe the emblem, the logo of the NBA? I think that would be really cool. I think that would be cool too. Absolutely, because uh, for the longest time, my understanding was Jerry West didn't want to be the logo, even though he is. And really? the NBA, my understanding, so the NBA, I don't think admits that's who it is, even though everyone knows it. So it's very, it's very goofy. And so why not, you know, make somebody like Kobe give him that? I think that'd be kind of cool. I don't think it'll ever happen, but to me, that would be like the ultimate way to really kind of enshrine his legacy. Would be, would, yeah. would be something like that, which I, I think would what, be pretty uh, cool. What would you use for the emblem, the the, the fadeaway? Yeah, probably the fadeaway. I would think that'd probably make the most sense. Yeah, I know some people made on Twitter some mock-ups of them. So if you search on Twitter. Uh, there's ways to see that and kind of take a look at uh, some of the options that people were thinking of. I just think that's kind of cool. Uh, to, to take a look, by the way, at our uh, 2K simulation so far, it has been not not terrible, but also not amazing. We're sitting at right around 500, which all things considered I think is, is okay as we're hitting the trade deadline here. We've been offered a number of trades, none of which were for Kobe, surprisingly. Could it, could it be that he's already been deemed untouchable? Could be, could be, because Carl Anthony Towns is another one. No one, we did not get a single offer for him. Let's take a look at the roster. So Kobe has improved to an 84. Uh, Wiggins jumped to an 85, and Towns jumped to a 92. So if we take a look at some of the uh, other statistics, so how about let's do this? Let's take a look at the league standings as we're sitting. So right now we would be, we are not in the playoffs despite being basically 500 exactly. And, and we're almost one of the la- the worst teams in the West, which is crazy to me. Okay. Wow. Um, oh, that's nuts. Uh, looking at season statistics, how about the rookie report? I don't know. Now, I don't know if they consider r- the way we added him in. It's it's the youngest version that's available in the game. He is not listed uh, on the rookie report, I don't think. So so they don't, consi- they don't consider him a rookie technically. Okay. So that's one thing to consider when we go through that kind of thing. Makes sense. But if we go to uh, player statistics, Kobe averaging 23 points, uh, four rebounds, six assists, uh, a steal and a half, uh, a little under a block a game. I mean, he's playing absolutely – he's shooting 56% from the field. He's absolutely dominating just as Kobe does. Yeah. 41% from three, uh, 83% from the free throw line. So there's a, there's a lot to like what you're getting out of him, which is pretty cool. And I'm sure he's making other guys better, as he did. You know, That's the big thing about uh, the way he played. So lots to like about what Kobe's done. But overall, I think the team uh, definitely could be better. We'll see what the, the overall impact ends up being yeah. uh, from Kobe. I, I think there's some trades that we could probably look to make. The first one would be Gorgie Jang. I think you've got to move him at the deadline if you can. Yep. So that's kind of the first thing I'm looking at. Yeah, and we're going to try to... Maybe take into account some of the realistic side of things with the simulation, even though it might be a little unrealistic having twenty-year-old uh, Kobe Bryant on this team. Having any Kobe Bryant would be unrealistic at this yeah, point. Yeah, that too. <laughs> There's not a lot of uh, great trades out there. Uh, at least that we actually, I was surprised. Only fourteen deals. Normally, I feel like there's more than that. Yeah, we might have to unfortunately throw a pick in. Well, I think I think this is probably the trade that I would do. Would be either Mo Harkless or Brandon Knight. I do Mo Harkless because you get the draft pick. They're both one year deals. So let's do that. We'll trade okay. for Mo Harkless Sounds in a second. Good. That's not terrible. It's good to get a second round pick. And then taking a look at uh, some of the other pieces on the team. Uh, if there's anyone else that that is there anyone else you think makes sense? I think a lot of the other guys are just on really short term deals. So I don't think there's really a benefit to trying to move them. Yeah. No. I'm good. I'm good with everybody else that we've got currently. So I think that's uh, where we're going to set, and then we'll keep going on the rest of this simulation uh, through uh, season number one. We'll do multiple seasons, but um, let's obviously start off with uh, how we can uh, see his impact in the first season uh, for the Timberwolves. Any other uh, – so I guess uh, one thing I always think of when I, when I think of Kobe Bryant – well, two things. First, there was – uh, back when I was in college, we had the uh, 0304 where we were taking them on in the Western Conference Championship. And I specifically remember one of the games we played them where the NBA had to apologize to the Wolves. The Wolves won the game, but the NBA specifically had to apologize. They said there was a minimum of 10 calls that were so egregious that helped out the Lakers 
And I just remember at that time going, dang you, Kobe. Like, <laughs> dang you, Shaq. Like, that was a team that was so incredibly good. And, like, even if you found a way to beat them and then you had all these other, other outside impacts. And, and you talk about how important that's – I mean, that's the biggest series the Wolves have ever played. And even, even in that case, that was the second straight time, I believe, where we lost 4-2 to two to the Kobe Bryant-led Lakers. I mean, that's, that's a huge impact. The other big moment I always remember um, for the Timberwolves would be when Ricky Rubio went down that first year. It was Kobe Bryant's knee that he hit. And Kobe Bryant or and uh, and uh, Ricky Rubio got foul got yep. called for the foul somehow. Yep. So he was just one of those players that had such an impact on the game. Um, in this case, negative, but that's not. I just remember again. I'm thinking to myself, "Dang you, Kobe!" I mean, there's so many times where Kobe Bryant just you know ripped uh, uh, was was the Black Mamba uh, to say the least. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting uh, tidbits. I remember going to the game last year. Uh, what was no? It was two years ago, right? When he retired. Two yeah, years ago, yep. I went to his last game here, and he really didn't play. I'm, in fact, he might not have played at all. Um, but people, you know, you got the, the the chance for you know bringing Kobe, all that stuff. Really cool, really cool to be able to be at those moments. And I remember going out to watch his final game. I mean, some friends went out to Buffalo Wild Wings, and we watched that game, and it was incredible. Sixty points. I mean, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so. Uh... Tracy McGrady talking about Kobe on ESPN here uh, on Monday afternoon. Uh, and T-Mac said that uh, Kobe would tell him, uh, quote, I want to die young, have my career better than MJ, and then I want to die young. Said that uh, that changed once he became a father, but that was the that was the legacy Kobe wanted to live. That's, yeah, that's definitely crazy. changed I mean, when, he had a, a fa- when he became a father, I'm sure. I mean, and, you, and you look at it, too. I mean, as, as news kind of spread about his death, I think the thing that speaks most about him was, you know, it wasn't just NBA guys uh, talking about him. I mean, I saw, you know, I mean, I saw J.J. Watt. I saw Tom Brady. I saw uh, players that played soccer overseas in France, uh, you know, talking about Kobe. I mean, it's his his reach really was worldwide and he he's affected so many more people than i think anybody ever really is aware um but twitter was just blowing up yesterday from around the world uh with with condolences from from everybody from all walks of life and uh man it, it still it still doesn't feel real to me i there was some cool there was some cool stuff you know we're doing our 2k segment uh, 2K, you, I'm sure you saw when the game starts up. There's the two. There's yep, there's the Kobe the Bryant, memorial. and then um, a lot of players went on online and all put Lakers gear on and hung out like in the neighborhood. So I I changed my jersey number to eight. Yeah. On uh, on the on the neighborhood and ran that yesterday and uh, I, I tweeted at 2K yesterday, uh, hoping that they'll do it, uh, but giving uh, basically putting a, a Kobe jersey in the neighborhood for free for people. Uh, that want to so, support him. Yeah, that want to support him because I would 100% throw on a Lakers jersey uh, to show my support for Kobe. They uh, some interesting uh, some statistics uh, or I guess a few things to go over. First of all, uh, Sports Illustrated talked about how fans are continuing to gather outside Staples Center as a at a memorial uh, for Kobe Bryant. So that's obviously a, a pretty cool thing to see. Basketball Reference sent this out a little while ago. Since 2000, and that's the earliest they say they can check their database, uh, Kobe Bryant took 122 field goal attempts in the last two minutes of close playoff games and shot 42% on those shots. That's crazy. And they talk about uh, the closest person would be LeBron or Duncan uh, to that number. Jeez. So uh, pretty incredible there that you're able, what you're able to see from him. All right, let's take a look at our end-of-season numbers here. Uh, so the first year... Uh, we went 41 and 41, so exactly 500. Yep. Uh, Giannis is your MVP. Surprise, surprise. Zion gets Rookie of the Year. D'Angelo Russell, your sixth man in Golden State. Uh, Kawhi, your Defensive Player of the Year. Sixth man, or sorry, most improved, Bam Adebayo. Uh, and Coach of the Year, is Brett Brown. Which is no way he in real life there's no way he wins that award. Correct. But regardless. There's no way the Sixers are going sixty three and nineteen. Nope, definitely not. Uh first team, no real surprises here except Andre Drummond, your first team all wow. NBA. Uh that's a little bit of a shock. Uh second team, Embiid, Ant Davis, Kyrie, Dame Lil. Uh Cat gets third team. 
with Chris Middleton, Harden, Chris Paul, and Durant. So it's not Kobe's time to shine yet. No. Uh, all defensive first team. Uh, Pretty again, standard. nobody really st- surprises me there. Nope. Uh, nor with the second team. Uh, Jazz fans would be very upset if Rudy Gobert only got second team all defense, by the way. Correct. As they always seem And to we be. do not make the playoffs. Man, 41-41. and 41, I thought we actually made it. Go to team status and see how close we were. Let's see. So, so hit right bumper. So back out. Right bumper three times. So we missed by two games. Ah. The damn Trailblazers. Uh, so, again, real no huge surprises in this, except the Pelicans at the uh, at the seven seed. But they had a healthy Zion all season in this simulation. Yeah, no one else is surprising. Maybe the, the, the Blazers in real life have not been good, as the and they made the eight seed. Yep. But other than that. Spurs uh, maybe not that high. Warriors, another team that if they don't have Steph and Clay, they're not making the playoffs. Uh, so simulations as they're going through. Uh, I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me to bet against uh, against LA or uh, or Milwaukee in this scenario. We'll see how they uh, agree. How they do as this is going through. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, oh, so apparently, uh, Greg Greg Popovich. Um, I think it's Greg Popovich. Uh, suggested uh, changing the NBA logo. So that's kind of cool. I think that's phenomenal. And and looking at all the the you know, eight second violations and the 24 second violations. Uh, you could, you could show, you could see that, uh, um, you know, there was a lot of respect and actually it just came down officially. Uh, the NBA has po- or the NBA ended up postponing Tuesday's Clippers Lakers game, uh, for the time being. Interesting. So it just, just came through on my notifications, obviously, uh, when this releases, I was kind of surprised after. they didn't do anything with yesterday's games, but it was so late it was tough to do anything. Well, a couple of them, yeah, a couple. They were considering the later games. They said the uh, Nuggets game, Nuggets Rockets, was like a half hour before tip, and there was one other game that was an hour before tip, so those were too close. Uh, but they were talking about uh, potentially the other games as well. Um, and you could, I mean, you could tell people were just crushed on the benches too. I mean, Tyson, that video of Tyson, Tyson Chandler, Chandler was yep. around. Uh-huh. Bradley Beal. Yep. There were a number DeMar of Rosen. Oh, yep. DeMar Rosen and, and uh, Kyle Lowry were like, were like, looked like they were hugging and crying after the yep. game. Yep. Uh, I mean, even Trey young, you could tell Trey was, was absolutely crushed by it. We are, by the way, uh, we have the worst odds to win the lottery. And the Pelicans get the number one overall. And we do not move up. We stay at 14. So I guess that's that's something. I don't know. Oh, the Cavs must have had it uh, number one protected because the Pelicans did not get it. Probably. I mean, that makes sense. We've already got all. I made sure all the staff was already signed up, so we're good there. Uh, We can actually just jump ahead to the NBA draft and kind of see what ends up being uh, kind of our best options. So... Again, I, I strongly suggest people go out and read some of the stories that are out there. Uh, name a person. They probably have written something about Kobe Bryant. Yep. I saw a number of uh, people working at The Athletic had, had, had put something out. You had just a ton of different people. Jamel Hill uh, had a cool – I so I read part of Jamel Hill's um, story that she wrote, and she had a cool talk about how um, during the, the Trayvon Martin stuff when that was going on, um, she didn't appreciate something Kobe had said. And so she kind of called him out on, on the air. And then she actually got a DM on Twitter, and, and he said, call me as soon as you free up. And she said they talked for over an hour and just had a back and forth. And he's like, I'm more than willing to listen to you, and if you change my mind, awesome. And she said it was just so cool talking to him, and he has he was just such an amazing person. Uh, and, and you talk about how he was able to put uh, time out there for so many different people. Uh, the day before uh, he passed away, for example, he met with James Conner to talk to him about his like NFL career, and and you talk about all these other people that yep. have been impacted in some way, and all the players I know. Well, in like a couple of weeks, a couple or maybe it was a couple months, couple of weeks, but there was an accident in L.A., and he actually like stuck around the scene, and like stayed with the people, made sure everybody was That's okay. Right. Yep, I remember hearing like, about that. I mean, you know, it, it just it speaks to who he is and who he, you know, his, his legacy. By the way, we're looking at uh, the draft right now and who's kind of available. Uh, the big name that's actually people are really starting to get behind now is Killian Hayes, uh, a French prospect. Very 
looks like a very, very good player. I think uh, in terms of what we want to do, in terms of realisticness, I think he's a guy I, I'd like to draft. Are you cool with that? Killian Hayes? Yeah. Over Nico Mannion? Yep. Okay. All right. Plus, Aaron would not be happy. Uh, when I was having a draft, an early draft discussion with him, he was telling me how he's not a big fan of Nico yet. Or at least that's not the guy that he kind of you know feels is the best fit for us. All right, so simming ahead to the second round, we have uh, pick 45. We had some trade offers, but we'll pass on that. Uh, oh, you know who we have to take? Johnny Juzang. Johnny. He gets good, he gets good in these what games. What about Charles Ampopoulos? No, not for, yeah, Vasily. Yeah, or Mamadi Diakite. Johnny Juzang is my guy. He ends up he gets like sixth man of the year or something like that early on in his career. All right, I'm good with it. So Johnny Juzang is the next pick that we end up making. That would be, a, uh, in, in all things considered, a pretty good draft if you ask me. Cole Anthony, by the way, was the number one overall pick, followed by Tyrese Maxey, uh, Tyshawn Alexander, uh, Khalil Whitney. By the way, J- uh, James Wiseman was seventh. He has started to drop down. There's a lot of concerns people have with his game. Makes so sense, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with well, him. Well, they're not going to be able to see him play any, I mean, he, you know, because he walked out of Memphis. But more than that, there's just even the games you have watched and just the way he plays. Oh, I know, but I'm saying he's not he's not able to help himself at all by playing in any, in any game. Yeah, he can't, exactly. Put, put the doubters to rest by any stretch. Yep, nope, that's, ex- that's exactly correct. Uh, looking at what we have here... Um, we're somehow thirty-five million over, over the cap. I don't know what Kobe Bryant was making, by the way, when we added him. Maybe it was a lot. <laughs> well, so do this. So go in the moratorium and hit start. Let's just see what we got here. Alan Crab. Um, I don't. I don't think we're going to hold on to him. No. Uh, not we, for if, twenty-eight now in, million. In real life, we might hang on to him. Uh, we might pick him back up, but. Yeah, you're going to renounce the rights that he's making. Renounce Mo Harkless as well. So those two right there are a big, big portion of our yep. of our money. Uh, Vonley, I'm okay with renouncing as well, by the way. So Vonley, and I think Jordan Bell, I don't think it's realistic we keep him. Unfortunately, they're just not playing him at all. Nope. And there's a Gorgie Jang uh, trade exception. And then you have, uh, I will keep the cap holds for McLaughlin and M- Martin just in case. Yeah. Because so they're now not we have making about, much. Now we'll have about 18 million. And I will keep the cap hold on Shabazz Napier as yes. well. Yep. He's good played way. well enough where I think it's a good idea to bring him back. So let's look at getting our two-way guys, Rob. So looking at uh, some of the best available players two-way-wise, you have Travis Glover, who we usually have pretty good luck with. And Edmund Singleton. Even though they're both uh, uh, complete divas in this game, I don't know if they're Real life guys, but in the game, they uh, they both get really mad when they don't get played as two way guys. Luckily, we've uh, we kind of uh, took away the morale, uh, hurting everything. Oh, perfect! So that makes a big difference there. All right, so we got both those guys, and we really the, the main goal is to get to regular free agency. So hopefully, our cat because then our cap will update from all the changes we've made. And stuck with all of the uh, things that we got rid of. Uh, so we do have $12.8 million in cap. It's not terrible. No, that'll get us some. Uh, that'll get us some. That'll some get us the good, best available player, pieces, yeah. Jeff Teague. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, what, about, are our, what are our positions of need? Let's just take a look at the actual roster. Right? So Killian Hayes is our point guard. Uh, no one else. So I'd like to bring back. It, I think it makes sense to bring back a guy Napier. like Napier. Yep. Uh, shooting guards, you have Wiggins, Bryant, Kogi, and Noel. Uh, small forwards, you still have uh, the same guys so in I, addition to Johnny's Zuzang. Can I ask a question here, Rob? Can we trade Covington? Because I think with Wiggins and Kobe at the at the shooting guard, it just creates a logjam, and we're not maybe harnessing the full potential of Kobe. We can try. I think it's going to be – I mean, I don't think you're going to get great value for him is the problem. Well, let's see what we can get. It's like Brooke Lopez in a second. It's terrible value. Corey Joe for the terrible value. Uh, Tyus Jones, uh, not great because he's making a lot of money. Miles Bridges isn't too bad, but then you gotta, you're going to have to pay him. Yep. Felicio in a first. Top three protected. Man, these, these are bad. These are bad trades, man, like real bad. These are worse than I thought they'd be, actually. Uh, Josh Hart's not terrible, but again, um, it just doesn't really jump off the page for me. Ooh, I do like that trade. Lucas Simonic. 20 years old, 
Uh, you've got some. Uh, yeah. You got some time. Was, ooh. Zach Collins in a fur unprotected first. I, th- I think we got to make the. I think we got to trade for Zach Collins. Although he's worse actually than Lucas Simonic. But we also get the draft pick. All right. Yeah, we got to give up one too. We got to give up a second. I think I would take just the straight up Lucas Simonic trade. All right, let's do it. He's seventy eight overall, twenty years of age. Balances the roster a little better because we got a nice, a good, solid power forward option, and saves us a little cap space, which is good too. We are now twenty two million in cap. Unfortunately, we could have used that money uh, before uh, during the moratorium. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna have guys that are gonna come up for um, they're gonna come up for free agency though, so it's good to be able to hold on to certain players. Uh, it looks like so the best available player, if we go by youth, by the way, would be uh, Jaden McDaniel's uh, three slash four, but he wants almost twelve million. That's a lot. And I don't think he's necessary. I think it's better to fill in with some like good role player pieces with what we already yeah. have. Well, who do we have running the four right now? Samanic? Samanic? Yep, Samanic would be the guy that we have running the four currently. Okay. So if you look at that, we also have Katie Bates Diep. So I oh, yeah. say you're fine there. Okay. You're good at the three. Uh, I mean, you're, there's no position of need right now other than backup point guard. So yeah. I think we got to – I think okay. bringing back – Napier makes a lot of sense. Yep. And then maybe a, a third low-level young guy that we can develop like uh, Mac McClung. Depending on what he wants, that's the biggest issue. It look, I, I'm not seeing – oh, they must not consider him affordable. So I wonder what Napier is expecting to make because he wasn't even listed. He wants $11 million a year. That's a lot for a backup. Yeah, it is. I don't know that we pay him that. I mean, well, no, but if you think about it, a backup's probably going to make eight or nine million. So, I mean, it's it's a little understandable. I don't, I just, I think it's a little, I I just think it's a little much for me. Who else would be? I mean, you don't want to just, you know, you don't want to just get some crappy player. By the way, Jeff Teague wants eighteen million a year. Okay, not, Jeff, not gonna happen. Good luck, Jeff. Jeff. So some of the other options. Nothing. I mean, no one really jumps off the page to me. You know, Chris Dunn. If if he may, his his amount of money is good, but he's not a good point guard. Yeah. What about Wanamaker? Uh, he doesn't do a lot for me. Ooh, Melton. Actually, Melton would make some sense. I I actually like him quite a bit, and he gets pretty good in this game. He makes uh about nine million, which is not bad. Just sign him to a, a not a super long like three years. I'd say so you get his bird rights. Go, go two years. No, you, the whole point would be to get their bird rights, Kevin. That's that's a big that's a big part of what you want. I think if we big part of what you want, it's a big part of what everyone wants. If we go three Sorry, years, I don't want to sign Shake Melton to a three year deal. I mean, he's seventy seven overall at twenty two years of age. That's huge. I think it's worth it, and we are, I, I put it down in value, so it's it's right around nine. Let's take a look. And see if he's willing to accept it. I think we have to renounce. Well, so we'll keep the rights for Napier just in case we can sign him with just the qualifying offer. But that seems unlikely. We need Shake Melton to to, to agree, though. Unfortunately, he is uh, dragging his feet. There we go. So that's not bad. Nine a year, three years, very tradable contract at that price. So we can renounce the rights to Shabazz. I don't think we need to bring back Jordan McLaughlin. I do like Keelan Martin, but I think we're pretty good depth wise. I'd say keep Jordan McLaughlin as, as our third, third point guard. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And then just, sorry, Keelan Martin. Oh, he was a restricted free agent. I did not see that. Ooh. So we lost DeAnthony Melton, and we just uh, renounced Shabazz. But he wasn't, it wasn't like he was, uh, we didn't have his bird rights. No. All right, so we got to take a look again at the, I'm, oh, that's, that's frustrating because I did not realize that. Isaiah Thomas, by the way, another guy wants $12 million. Like are we what serious? About Moutier for 12, you want to pay twelve million to Moutier? Oh, I thought I saw I thought I saw him at seven. That's a little too. That's that's just too much for me. Kai Bowman's interesting. Uh, Seventy-seven overall. Not bad. Good three-point shooter. Very good mid-range shooter. Get him. Let's Not go. good perimeter defense, but as a backup, what's his playmaking? A pretty good playmaker too. I think Kai Bowman is kind of going to be the guy we. Makes about the same. He's looking for about the same amount it's the of money. Exact same contract as we offered to. Yep. And uh, he immediately signed it. To, to sh- so he uh, was more. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, I definitely want to be a part of your team," which is nice. Or it's, "Oh God, somebody actually offered me money." Now we still have sixteen million in cash space. We don't have to just throw that money around. That's the other thing. 
We're already at 13 players. Maybe getting some uh, specific role players, like maybe a good perimeter defender. Grabbing a – what about a guy like uh, Andre Iguodala just on like a one-year deal? I don't know if Kevin's upset or pooping himself right now. Yeah, I, not for $9 million. For one season. What are you doing with the money? Are you hoarding it just for fun? I mean uh... – I'm not spending it just to spend it on Andre Iguodala for a year. I mean, that's what you do with cap space. You spend it to spend it. All right, go ahead. I mean, you want to make your team better. I, yeah, I just I don't think he does that. So an A perimeter defender and a B and a, and a B plus three point shooter doesn't make a team better. No, I don't think. I don't Tell think, me more. I don't think Andre Iguodala specifically makes this team better. Uh, yeah, he okay, cool. He's got the stats, but. I figure that's literally I, what we want. I feel like if you sign him and you automate the coaches that he doesn't play that's, and he's a good system match. Okay, go ahead and do it. But I, I, I bet you that he's not going to be playing many minutes at all. If any, I mean, you're not getting a guy that's playing major minutes. At okay. This but if, so then why am I paying $9 million to a guy who's just going to sit on the bench when I mean, we could, when we could use that money towards a trade in the middle of the season anyways, I that mean, we actually could get some value out of. He would be he would be tradable. The whole the whole point he's is to get a valuable. player. I mean, of course he's valuable. That's foolish. That's foolish, Kevin. Okay. All right. Well, let's we'll see at the deadline what we can get for him. I bet you he's not valuable. Well, now we have to sign him because because you said that. Well, you were going to anyways because you got so you got so so enthralled by it. Yeah, because I I think our money is better spent than on Andre Iguodala. All right. So then we got to take a look at if we can re-sign. Jordan McLaughlin to just like a, a really basic contract as like that third guard, maybe develop him a you little get bit. Him your coffee. Did we pass him already? Yeah. Should we grab him? Four mil. That looks nothing like a mere coffee. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Four mil. Should we get him on a three year deal? Yep, so we do get bird rights? Do it. He's got a he's got to agree now, unfortunately. Bam. He agrees. He agrees. So we will pass on Jordan McLaughlin. That brings us to 15 players, so we're all set there. Perfect. All right, so we jump ahead to the uh, training camps portion, which is going to be pretty important when you're trying to build some of these guys. You want Kobe to become the you know the full-on player that obviously the he full became. Mamba. Yep, full black Mamba. Yes. Not the light gray Mamba. No, or the off-white Mamba. All right, are there any other uh, – what are some other cool – have you had read any other cool stories that people have had or experiences uh, with Kobe Bryant? Uh, not necessarily directly related to Kobe, but there was a, a story going around Twitter of a guy who was in a flower shop to, uh, to oh, grab I heard some flowers yeah, for yeah. Kobe's memorial. Yeah. And, uh, he got them in, in purple and yellow and the florist, uh, basically gave them to him on the house and said, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it basically just shows Kobe's, uh, influence in the, uh, in the community as a whole as well. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody from, from. You know, Lou Williams to Tracy McGrady to, uh, I mean, every, I mean J.J. Watt, Phil Hughes, Kyle Rudolph. I mean, every every walk of life had, you know, Kobe had some impact on on their life as a whole. Um, my my Twitter feed has been a uh, um, a, a full on Kobe memoriam, if I mean more or less, for the last twenty four hours. Yep. Yep, it's been pretty cool to see um uh really the outpour of support for Kobe. Obviously, you know, there's been a few outliers of people that want to try to make it about them, but luckily that's been the that has not been the uh the standard. Uh and by the way, Nick I, Nick Kyrgios, uh, ahead of his uh ahead of his match at the Australian Open walked onto the court in a Kobe jersey. And then was it Neymar? Didn't Neymar score and then throw up 2-4? Two, two, yep. Um one thing I thought was interesting was uh, I was listening to ESPN Radio yesterday, and they were talking. They had the press conference on from the uh, sheriff's department, and uh, I just saw it uh, from the Hill too recently on Twitter. But um, uh, they were pretty upset. The police were at TMZ for breaking the news when yeah, they hadn't even had a chance to told his family. Kobe's family found out from TMZ. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I can't like that's to me that's 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 the lowest of the low. Yeah, it's. That's and then the, all of the reports that Rick Fox was on board, like the, yeah, the people there are that reports went with the that story, like all of his daughters were on the plane. You like, don't, yeah. ABC broke that, yeah. And, and you know what? I'm, I know there's this whole I want to be first, and and that's the way the culture we live in. But it's absolutely ridiculous to me that you're going to go and do that, right? When you don't have all the facts, so incredibly 
I mean, it's absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, Incredibly disrespectful. We talked about it already, but Waj did tweet out, and so did Shams, about how they're postponing the games. Um, they say discussions among the NBA, Lakers, and Clippers played out over the last past several hours, ultimately with no objection from the Clippers to honor Lakers' request of postponing Tuesday's game in aftermath of the Kobe Bryant passing. Uh, they, they specifically said these guys are just not ready to play basketball right now. I get it. I I get it. I understand if there's I don't I understand there's probably a lot of players right now that don't want to be playing and I completely Ky- Kyrie understand. didn't play last night. Yep. He sat out of the game. Uh, I mean, it was, I'm I. And in all honesty, I mean, I applaud everybody that did play yesterday. Guys like Demar, like Trey. I mean, guys that had a close personal connection with Kobe. I mean, you could you could tell that they were super super deeply affected by this, and they still went out and played. Uh, and that's not a knock on Kyrie. Obviously, everybody deals with grief differently. Um, but big props to the guys that that played through it yesterday. And and uh, you know, Trey's uh, you saw Trey Trey Young's stat line, right? How he took twenty four shots. Yep. And if you took him and Devin Booker together, they they scored eighty one points yeah. total. <laughs> and then also Devin Booker, I think, shot eighty one percent from the free throw line. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Darren Ravel tweeted. Now this was ahead of the cancellation notice. Uh, ticket prices have risen five times to tomorrow's Lakers Clippers game since Kobe's passing. StubHub has decided to donate all the money it makes from the game to the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant family foundation. Very cool. So hopefully they still cool. honor those tickets and uh, StubHub can make that donation off of their uh, ticket fees to the foundation. So that's, uh, I think that's uh, that's really good. That's yep, really really good by StubHub. I think it's a cool a cool way to do that. Uh, by the way, jumping back into the 2K portion of this, taking a look at the how the Wolves look now. There was some sort of a goofy thing where, so I changed our guy, our trainer to A+, but for whatever reason, it didn't take. Uh, it said he was an A+, but then we only got two training camps. So that made it a little tough. But uh, aside from that, looking pretty good. So our point guards, we have Kai Bowman, Killian Hayes, and Amir Coffey, and then Travis Glover, the two-way player. Uh, shooting guards, you have Kobe Bryant, who has officially passed Wiggins now on the depth chart, it looks like, and in terms of overall. And then Wiggins, Akogi, and, and uh, Jalen Noel. You have Jarrett Culver, Jake Lehman, Andre Iguodala, much to the chagrin of Kevin, and Johnny Juzang. You have Lucas Simonic, Katie Bates Diop, and Edmonds Singleton. And then, of course, centers Nas Reed and Carl Anthony Towns. What are you thinking? So we were right around 500 the whole time and then finished 500. Yeah, we finished 41 and 41. I would put us at about 44 or 45 wins. I think we're going to hit 50 wins. I don't know why. I just feel like 50 is what's going to happen in season number two here of uh, the kind of the what if uh, Kobe's career, if he was coming into the league right now with the Minnesota Timberwolves. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But a Channel. We are the Howl. This is, of course, our 2K All Day segment of the show. Uh, we've had a number of offers or trade offers come up so far uh, in both seasons, none of which have been good. None of which have been good. Yeah, nothing, nothing even close to uh, a trade that we want to uh, that we want to accept or even thinking thinking about accepting and we're sitting right around 500 so far so nothing uh nothing too crazy as we uh look to jump in to uh season number two all right so we have a trade coming through now that we want to talk about uh and actually rob and i differ on this uh so rob it is andrew wiggins and a uh, lottery protected first for Buddy Heald and a first in 2022. Now, taking a, taking away from this simulation, let's say if this was a real life deal that was proposed, do you take it? I would if if it was a real life deal that was proposed, I would definitely consider it. Uh, the issue in this specific scenario that we're running here with Kobe Bryant is that now you're. You're, you're putting a lot of money into one position, whereas you get position flexibility with Wiggins. Makes sense. Um, Kobe played some – Kobe could play some three, though, right? Wouldn't you think? He could. But I just like Wiggins fit better with the roster. Does that make sense? What are you – Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with declining it. I just okay. – I was, I was curious on why – Yep. Why you were a no. So that's more where we're at or where I'm, uh, where I'm sitting, at least at this point. Okay. I'm good with it. All right, uh, so, so we are nine and five through the first uh, fourteen, uh, so a little bit ahead of the game, which is good. See, now this is a this is a trade actually 
Uh, I actually like a little bit Otto Porter, and uh, I don't know who R. Martinez is for Wiggins because at least you're getting back a guy that plays a position. The issue we run into is that we don't need two players. We'd have to drop someone, and that just kind of throws everything off. But still, the trade we can agree the trade offers are getting better. And yeah, clearly, they are. They are clearly Towns are. and and so clearly Towns and uh, Bryant are untouchables. Which Rosas, uh, we basically created our own version of Rosas in this uh, for the assistant GM because the way two K works, if you're not familiar with it, is that you're the GM. So yeah. there's an assistant GM because you're the GM. Uh, Mitchell Robinson and Alfred Payton for Culver Nakogi. That's again not a bad trade. We don't need another set. We are yeah, we're already set at that position. But Mitchell Robinson at this point, he's grown into an 86 overall, whereas you know Culver and Nakogi are still pretty low. So that makes that makes the difference. By the way, 12 and seven as we've jumped into December uh, on a little bit of a, a two game losing streak, make it three games. So we're not. We're not yet at the – to me, I think it's going to be year three or four where we really take that back, the big step. But yeah. we're gonna, I think we're making the playoffs this year. And, again, I still predicted 50 wins, and that's, that's not out of the question. It's just the early start so far, uh, it's tough to say. Oh, by the way, LaMarcus Aldridge and Chemezi Metu for Wiggins and Juzang? No. Nope. LaMarcus Aldridge is a little too old at this point. I don't think I, I need those tired legs next to Towns. Wow. I 100% agree. Whoa. Ah, this is so tough. So now this is, I think this is one regardless, Rob, that I think we have to take. Yeah, I think I got to do it. So CJ McCollum, the Wolves get him for Wiggins in a second. I just think uh, you got to make it work. The only issue that I run into is that McCollum's a free agent. After the season, whereas Wiggins is under contract. But I still think it's worth it. 100% 100% worth it. I still think it's worth it. I think we got to make this trade. So, boom. We've accepted that offer, and uh, let's keep going. Obviously, that dropped our chemistry a little bit, but uh, that's to me, it's worth uh, CJ McCollum's a fun player. I really like CJ. He and he, and he yes. can play some lead ball, too. So you could run you could run lineups where he's your number one guy, I think. So Wouldn't that's that interesting. Nice? Plus, Kobe can bring it up. So you don't even need to be necessarily playing... Because we, we don't have big money invested in any point guards at this point. In fact, let's take a look. So how the right now we're about to hit January. If we go into coaching, the way they have it playing out, Kevin, is it so it's Bowman, McCollum, Bryant at the three, Simonic, and Towns. So Kai Bowman is starting for us. Interesting. And Kobe's at the small forward. Yep. So that's how they end up having it go. We are a few weeks away from the trade deadline here in season number two. Uh, as we hit, uh, so January 2nd, we're on a bit of a winning streak, 20 and 11 so far. So that's pretty good. Uh, I like the way that's kind of started out for us. Uh, what about, uh, so what, uh, are there any, what, so when was the last time you went and saw Kobe play? Do you, do you remember that? You know, it, it's funny. I was uh, uh, going through and looking at all the, all the different, uh, you know, pictures and, and memoirs on Twitter and my buddy actually tagged me in a post uh, from the last time that we uh, saw Kobe. Uh, it was me, my buddy George, Justin, and Chelsea, uh, three that I met playing basketball. Um, and George is a huge Lakers fan and always had wanted to see Kobe. Um, so it was, holy cow, it was uh, six years ago. So 20, 2014 roughly was the last time I think I saw Kobe, honestly. Crazy. I mean, like, obviously you watch him on TV, uh, but seeing him live. Uh, By the way, there is a change.org petition to make Kobe Bryant the logo, and it is at over 600,000 now. They, they're trying uh, to get a million. Let's, let's post that uh, link on the, on the Howl Twitter, at the Howl Radio. Uh, so if you want to sign that petition, uh, just find our link and you can uh, you can access it. That's very cool. I think I, I would love it. I honestly would if it happens. I mean, who you know, again, a lot of things that ha- that get posted to change dot org don't don't matter. And a lot of petitions and stuff like that don't matter. But it, it's it's just a sign that how impo- like what a big deal. 
Kobe Bryant is that this many people feel this strongly about something. So I think that's pretty cool. And so, we'll, yeah, we'll get that sent out. Um, yeah, so I'll, yeah, we can share it as far as um, uh, sending it on Twitter, which is pretty cool. I'm going to send out for my personal one as well. Uh, so Perfect. Yeah, because I want I, – I, I 100% think that it should be the case. So that'll be interesting to see. I'm also curious uh, what the Wolves end up doing tonight to honor him. I'm sure they're going to – maybe they'll do the 24-second uh, violation or maybe the – the the eight the eight second uh, front court, court violation yep. yeah uh, that they that you saw from Trey Young yeah I've got the I've got the game recording so I'm I'm super excited to to watch and then we it. talked about this already but I definitely uh, I'm going to record the uh, the final Kobe game tonight because I like to rewatch that again I, I watched it live the whole thing and it was it was an incredible moment I think me and some friends went like I talked about earlier and watched yep. that and it was really cool to see I mean you want to there's certain players that when their career is coming to an end, you just want to make sure that you're, that you, you know, you really appreciate that. Yep. And I feel like, uh, I, I did that. I'm going to do it again for LeBron. There's certain players that just are bigger than the game. And Kobe was one of them, by the way. Uh, now the trades have started to become quite crappy as we're, uh, just a few days away from the trade deadline, 27 and 23, not ideal. You were hoping to be a little better. Uh, we just got offered Andrew Wiggins and a second round pick for CJ McCollum. So it's the exact same deal, except they just want CJ McCollum back. And uh, so I think we made the right call there. Yes. Uh, trade deadline is here, twenty-eight and twenty-four. If we take a look at the team, is there anyone that you're like we want to try to move this guy? Anyone jump off the page to you? Yeah. Maybe a Kogi. Only because, oh wow, his perimeter defense has jumped to an A plus. So never mind. I want that. Let's all right. Let's just see what we can get for Iguodala. Oh, that's right. I forgot about your hatred for him. All right, so we have Mike Scott, Robin Lopez, Joe Ingles. I would love Joe Ingles on this team. Not for 24 mil, but yes, I agree. KCP. Um, Elise Johnson actually is a pretty good backup power forward. Uh, Torian Prince, another good backup power forward. And uh, Trevor Ariza, that's a, it's like the same player, like a worse player, if anything. So pretty good value offer, offers are out there. I, w- I would... I would definitely uh, probably just keep him for the one yeah, year. I'd, I'd say let's keep him too. Let's not mess with what's working. So far, so good. And uh, now the question is, is he playing? No. We don't know. I haven't looked yet. And he is playing. So suck it, Kevin. Wow. Okay. He is playing uh, 15 minutes a night, which is uh, one of the tops in terms of anyone on the roster not starting. And by the way, uh, McCollum, we talked about how we thought he'd move to the point yep. guard. And he is. He is starting at point guard now. So now you're talking McCollum, Bryant, Culver, Semantic, and Towns. You're getting some offense. You're getting Semantic some defense. is already an 80 overall. Very impressive. Kobe's up to an 88. Towns up to a 94. This is great. This is quite the squad. This is uh, a quite the squad indeed. Uh, we got to look at contract extensions real quick, too. Is anyone? So uh, Joe, Josh Kogi's undecided. Uh, Andre Godal is ineligible, but we wouldn't bring him back anyways. It was a one-year take-a-chance, although it's obviously working pretty good for us. Yep. And then uh, Kaden Bates is going to test free agency. So here we go as we simulate through the rest of the season. And this is going to be where we'll probably end it for this week, this, this portion. So we're passing the uh, trade deadline now, and we'll move on to uh, hopefully greener pastures. We need the team to be a little better. But Kobe's had a giant impact already. I think that's very apparent. Yeah. You look at this season, uh, this actual real season that we're in right now, he got us to 41 and 41. We, we definitely aren't going to get there in real life. Absolutely not. So mm. Very impressive, and it just shows you. And you talk about uh, improvements. You know, he starts as an 80. He's already eight points up, and he's not even through his second season. So that's huge there. Unfortunately, we, are, uh, we start off the second half of the season with a two-game losing streak. Hopefully that, gets, uh, that ship gets righted pretty quickly. Is there anything else uh, that kind of jumps off the page just in terms of what you've been able to see from the, uh, whether it's an article, whether it's an anecdote, anything else that you've seen where you say, I, I, you know, I think that's a pretty cool, uh, you know, one thing that comes to mind is uh, there was a moment when Kobe Bryant, it was, I think it was, it was his first or second year for Wiggins and Kobe was watching Wiggins and he kind of had this like moment where he said like I kind of see myself in him the way he's playing the way his ability you wonder if something like this could impact 
whether it's a player like Wiggins, whether it's someone else on another team, where they they just kind of get fueled by this and they say, I've got to be better. I gotta I have to put the dedication to the game that Kobe did. I wonder if there's players like that, or maybe players at the at a lower level, that all of a sudden they take this and they draw from it exactly what Kobe would have wanted them to, kind of taking that next step. Well, kind it's kind of, of like it's the passing of the torch, if you will. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we all we all kind of saw it, uh, you know, and and I think hindsight twenty twenty, if we would have known what was coming, this tweet would have been a lot a lot different, but. When uh, Kobe tech, uh, tweeted at LeBron and congratulated him for passing uh, on the all-time scoring list, you know the the night before his his death, um, you know I I think it's I mean that was it, it kind of really seemed like a passing of the torch, if you will. And I I remember one thing um, I talked about it a lot yesterday is when uh, when Powell came over to the Lakers. Uh, Kobe called him and spoke with him in Portuguese. And really? Yeah, he oh, congratulated him and welcomed him. And uh, you see in interviews, like he, I, like he spoke Spanish, he spoke Portuguese, he spoke Italian. I think he spoke some Slovenian as well because he was able to communicate with Luca in Luca's native language, which I believe is Slovenian. Um, I mean, multilingual for sure. I know he speaks fluent Italian and Spanish, and I think he, I think some French too. Like, yeah. I mean, he was very cool. He, so. The, the one thing with Kobe that we see out of him is that, you know, he, he wanted to leave behind a legacy that wasn't just necessarily related to basketball. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, he, he obviously he left that legacy and he's, he's going to be remembered as one of the greats. But everybody, everybody else shares all of these other non-basketball related stories about Kobe um, or off the court stories, I should say, that show, you know, uh, who he was as a human being and, and how he, how he grew up into uh, the man that everybody's going to remember. So agreed uh, 100% uh, going to miss Kobe. And this, it mm-hmm. still doesn't feel real to me. Correct. I, I don't know when it's going to feel real. I mean, it's just tough. The whole thing is tough. And I think we're going to feel, you know, we're going to feel this impact for a long time, especially um, the WNBA. He was really jumping into that more. Yep. So, and uh, you know, he had big plans for that, given how good his daughter was at basketball. And, yeah, and you she, know, she was on that. She wanted to go to UConn. She wanted to play in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it actually came out that uh, he had filed a trademark for the name Mamba Sita for his uh, for his daughter. Oh, crazy. Uh, a couple weeks before uh, before their deaths. It's just tragic. It's very, very tragic um, uh, to, to finish this off. This will be kind of where we're going to finish off this segment. Um, let's go through uh, the superlatives, Kevin, of this season. Uh, season number two, so forty-five and thirty-seven is what it finished at. Uh, yeah, we'll go over the superlatives. So we finished four games better than last season, which is exactly where I predicted us. Uh, Giannis gets your MVP, Rookie of the Year, Cole Anthony on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Which, yeah. by the way, uh, isn't that like their fourth point guard in as many drafts? Yes, yes of course, <laughs> absolutely crazy. Demarcus Cousins, the Sixth Man of the Year, the resurgence with the Atlanta Hawks. Kawhi, your Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, most improved somehow is Ben Simmons, even though I think yeah. DeMarcus would have gotten it there <laughs> as well. Uh, Brett Brown, again, somehow your coach of the year. Carl uh, Anthony Towns gets first team all NBA with Steph, Dame, and all those guys. Uh, no Kobe oh, on the, uh, sure Kobe on the all it. NBA teams. D'Angelo Russell and Kristaps make the third year as well as Trey wow. Young. Trey Young and D'Angelo Russell make it over Kobe? Yeah. So uh, we finish as the four seed. That's four pretty seed. good. Perfect. That's a huge bump after last year. Yeah, uh, for not making the playoffs. Predictions. I think we're gonna win. We're gonna win two. I think we make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think we beat the Jazz, but we lose to Golden State. That's fair. Uh, not a good start against the Jazz, by the way. Uh, one one, two one. Come on, three one. Do we beat the Jazz? All right, moving on. And now we're taking on the Warriors. Who swept OKC 4-0. We're up 1-0. We're up 2-0. We're up 2-1, 2-2, And we're moving on. Oh my. Western Conference Finals yes. for the Timberwolves. We're up 1-0, 2-1, NBA Championship for Kobe Bryant. Against and the Bucks. And oh, we get swept. This got ugly. And we got swept. But still, <laughs> that's still pretty good. Making it to the NBA championship. Yeah, heck of a lot better, especially after missing the playoffs last year. Like, thank you, Kobe Bryant and Carl Towns and, and C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum. Yep. 
Uh, looking out. By the way, we were led in the championship game by Lucas Samanic and Kobe, of course. So very impressive. Carl Towns, 14 points, 17 rebounds, and seven dimes. And four blocks. Wow. He was 0 of 6 from 3, though, which kind of hurt. Very impressive. So there's the impact uh, Kobe had. We'll do this. Uh, we'll probably do uh, a few more seasons next week because it's worth it. And plus, we'll probably have more stories and things we want to touch on. So that's why we're that's where we're going to end this segment right now, though. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But a Channel, and we are the Howl.